0: program called Candy View and sort about your finances. And it's our pleasure as always to have in the studio Craig Patterson from the Stewart Group right here in Hastings. How are you going, Craig? I'm very well, thank you. Awesome. Good, good to see you here. Uh, before we get into today's topics, which are many and varied, Craig, just remind our listeners uh, where the Stewart Group is and what you guys do.
1: Yeah, We're the uh, Stewart Group in uh, 204 Karamu Road. Uh, keep a lookout for the Tartan on the side of the building. Uh, come in and see us. We're financial stewards, uh, managing wealth, uh, risk, insurance risk. Uh, and investments uh, come in and see us to, uh, talk about your fiduciary requirements.
0: And you've been doing it for 34 years, so uh, 34 years of good advice you can't go wrong.
1: Absu- absolutely, yep.
0: All right, now today you are, you're relatively new to our program because I am indeed, yes. Yeah. Are, and we want to find out, tell us a little bit about Craig. Yeah, H- H- a little H- uh, H- uh, relatively new yeah. to Hawkes
1: Bay actually. I uh, was born, born in, in New Zealand, born in Napier. Um, Spent majority of my uh, financial career uh, overseas, uh, twenty-five years in, in London, working for some uh, larger U.S. investment banks, European banks, U.K. banks. It's uh, probably where I found my financial teeth. Yes. The last three years in Frankfurt, Germany. So. Um, part of uh, my last employer, I was asked to go and manage the uh, their UK um, decision to leave uh, the European Union. Mm-hmm. So um, my job was to ensure that we could continue to support our European clients, our European friends. Um, and so I spent three years in Frankfurt managing that project.
0: What is it about money and finances that pushes your buttons rather than being a, a, a doctor or a lawyer or a, or a radio announcer? Uh,
1: yeah, interesting question. Um, you know, I was uh, brought up on a farm in Northern Hawkes Bay, uh, really couldn't uh, uh, sort of describe it, but I always knew I wanted to work uh, in an office, <laughs> the yeah. a, a weird way to describe it. Um, uh, I got a very uh, unusual opportunity in London, literally uh, asked to go and man a few phones for a few hours because somebody was sick uh, and the only reason that it actually called me was because I lived very close to the uh, to the bank in question um and I ended up doing three and a half years there no. so um I think. You know, I'd like to think it's some of the you know Kiwi uh, ingenuity, Kiwi uh, hard work. You know, get down, get the job done. Um, you know, learn, understand, mm. uh, build trust with you, with your colleagues, and you know, and, and opportunities uh, you know, fourfold.
0: What's been the biggest change in your industry since the time you've been involved with that you thought, wow, didn't see that coming?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think um, you know, the, the the big elephant in the room is obviously um Covid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my my background from a risk perspective has been business continuity, which is extremely in, uh, interesting industry to be in and, and part of that disaster planning and preparing for business impacting events is, is definitely pandemic. Um, you know, COVID's not new, it may, it's, it's definitely a new disease, but, you know, we've seen people may remember bird flu, mm. swine flu, um, you know, all sorts of uh, interesting things across different uh, continents in the world, you know, so... Um, but I think COVID's really sort of, um, you know, pushed people to really understand, you know, how how can how can we continue to support our clients? Mm. How can we can support the uh, financial services industry, economies around the world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we've become, you know, and it's a very big buzzword, uh, very resilient.
0: Yes. Do you find, uh, in the main, Craig, that people were prepared, or are prepared, or are they completely underprepared for what's been happening?
1: Yeah, uh, um, interesting question. I, I think. In the financial services arena, I think you know business continuity and preparing for any sort of business impact event is is very mature mm. uh, at a at a at a home level. Um, you know, I know Hawkes Bay people prepare for tsunamis. Uh, you know, we all we all grow up in Hawkes Bay with earthquakes. Um, you know, and I think there's probably a level of understanding on what to do, where to go. Uh, you know everybody 's probably got a grab bag, or you know the kids know where to run to you know it 's all that you know jump under your table when there 's an earthquake so those those types of preparedness is you know definitely there um, certain you know i mean certain industries maybe not so much um, You know, we see industries that heavily rely on supply chain uh, have definitely struggled through COVID. um, You know, um, because they're they're sort of, you know, held prisoner to the ability of Mm. of those people to supply for them to produce. So, you know, that's been a very challenging uh, uh, industry.
0: Which is a great segue into today's main topic, which is uh, prepping the piggy banks. And I spoke with your colleague uh, Nick Stewart um, a couple of shows ago. And uh, I was staggered, but he wasn't that surprised. But I was staggered that in the UK, apparently 40% of all people can only put their hands on a maximum of about a £1,000 or Mm $2,000. And we later on discovered that that's a a similar figure right here in New Zealand, that uh, the average person is living on the line, really. So let's talk about getting prepared financially. Where do we start?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's it's one of my passions, and it's something that you know, uh, when starting at the Stuart Group uh, only eight weeks ago, it's something that I really want to take forward next year, into twenty twenty two. As you said, uh, Nick's got a great article coming out on Kenny View in the next few weeks on uh, prepping for the piggy banks, mm-hmm. and and I think it really starts with our with our young people because they you know they're going to be our the elder, uh, adults of the future. Yeah, um, you know, start having those conversations with kids. Um, I'm not sure if it's. Cultural to New Zealand, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty cultural around the world. So you know, you know, parents don't tend to talk around financial uh, issues, um, and and it's a shame because kids don't get a true understanding. Of, of how things work financially. Um, you know, how long does it take mum and dad yeah. to pay for those Nike new shoes? Um, you know, what is a mortgage? What is a credit card? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm signing a contract at 18 years old. What does that mean for me? So, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot to be said for for educating our children at a very young age. You know, I mean, you know, let's take it back to the basics. When they go to school, they're doing math. Mm. So, like, you know, let's just expand that uh, knowledge base and start talking about terms and uh, references that they, they may come across as, as they get older, um, you know. And, and we're talking, you know, four to nine year olds, you know. And I take it back to the basics, right? You know, Nick alludes to his article, you know, the piggy bank. Yep. You know, we all had one when we were a kid. But let's let's have three, you know. Um, spend, save, and share. And when we talk about, you know, save, it's, it's save for a long period of time. we mm-hmm. not saving for. For the Nike shoes, that's that's your spend piggy bank, and share, it could be, you know, children are very uh, aware around charitable events and stuff like that, but it could also be sharing with your family at yeah. Christmas time, you know, per- perfect time, you maybe take some money from your share piggy bank and, and buy your siblings a nice gift, Yeah, you know, and, and that sort of starts to build that knowledge base, uh, an appreciation of money, um, not to be scared of it, and, and. Also for the parents as well, um, you know, maybe trying to take some of that taboo-ness out of of talking about money at the the dinner table.
0: I wonder though, I read this article before you came, uh, and uh, it's a great article, I like it. However, what you read and what you're saying, it sounds so easy. It is, but when we look at those uh, statistics that we just talked about, you know, the people who cannot put their hand on more than a thousand dollars, and uh, we're talking about adults here, uh, they are living hand to mouth. So ha- how do you create a culture of being prepared and you know having somebody to fall back on when you know every time you turn around something's gone up? I mean, uh, just looking at my Suzuki Swift, which is almost an antique, Nick, um, uh, to fill it up now it's almost That's twice what it co- cost to fill up. A year and a half ago. Yeah. So how do you get around that? It,
1: it, it's, 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 a, it's a difficult situation that we find ourselves in, you know, and, you know, we, we'll talk about inflation and there's been definitely a few conversations in previous broadcasts, you know, and, and, and the cost of living it has gone up substantially. Mm. And, and New Zealand is considered a relatively expensive country to live in, you know, it's not just petrol prices or energy yeah. costs, uh, food, um, you know, even the essentials, you know, we're a uh, an agricultural nation and, and the price of cheese and milk and, and bread and all those types of very basic um, things are, are becoming more expensive. So, you know, uh, budgeting is, de- is definitely a, a, a key step in, in the whole process. Yeah. You know, understanding what money is coming into the household, um, what's going out, and, 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 and defining or referencing the spend, right? So, you know, your essentials. You know, what do you need to exist Uh, What are your luxuries? And and be honest, you know, um, you know, is is it the bar of chocolate? Is Mm. it the takeaway coffee? Um, You know, maybe a couple of beers on a Friday night or a bottle of bubbles, you know, realistically, they're not essentials. No. But, you know, and I'm not saying it's a good good or a bad thing. I mean, we we all like to enjoy ourselves. But it it gives you a very clear understanding once you get it down on a piece of paper, if you're very honest with yourself, exactly what's coming into the house and what's going out. And then you can start looking at where maybe you could
0: potentially trim some fat. Yeah. What about credit cards? Are they a good thing or not?
1: Um, Yeah. Personally, uh, my very personal opinion, I think they're a mechanism to... Uh, allow you to purchase items, uh, uh, you know, immediately um, and and finance that Mm -hmm. at an appropriate time. But, I mean, I think you've got to be very careful with a credit card. It it comes with a high interest rate. Um, You know, there's a, a, a level of repayment requirement. Um, I would never recommend um, minimal repayment, no. um, if, if minimal uh, repayment is, is the, the method of repaying the, the, the outlay then I would probably avoid purchasing the product in the first place, but obviously again it comes down to personal circumstances and, and, and what you're actually buying. Yeah.
0: So I suppose you might say the same things about high purchase.
1: Absolutely, I mean you know at the end of the day, higher purchase is all about you buying the product or yeah. getting getting you to buy the product um, uh, but it it comes with a set of uh, consequences so it, it's it's very important if you're going to take out a higher purchase agreement that you, you 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 understand that you can afford uh, those repayments and it, and it's explained to you and it's very clear exactly what your commitments are because at the end of the day it's a contract you yeah. you're legally bound
0: so Craig someone comes into you I'll come into your office and say okay Craig I want you to set me on the on the financial path to success what, what are some of your top tips going to be um, what should I be doing
1: you know for, for me it's it's about building a, a, a strong relationship for the future Ken so you know um, me being your financial advisor mm-hmm. um, building building that relationship with the client understanding their their means uh, their situations talking to clients around their goals their hopes their aspirations. You know where they want to be, what they want to achieve, and then, then matching it up with the financial products that we can offer them, financial services, the financial advice, um, and and and, and, bu- and building a, a, a financial package for them. So it, it could be um, insurance, um, it could be life insurance, it could be trauma, it could be income protection. You know, you, you, what happens if you lose your job? You yeah. know, how 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 are you going to survive? Uh, but it could be KiwiSaver. You know. Um, great scheme mm. uh, I've just learnt all about it it yeah. uh, wasn't around when I, I was growing up in New Zealand coming back from, from Germany um, the, uh, my colleagues my friends at Shirt Group sorted me out straight away very quick process um, and, you know, it, it gives you some potential financial stability in the 20 or 30 or, or 40 years in, into the future when you maybe want to retire. Um, and then there's also options, you know, through, through uh, the KiwiSaver scheme to maybe purchase your f- first home yeah. if, 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 if that's applicable to you. So, you know, um, great scheme to get involved in, um, something not to be afraid of. Sure. You know, ask the right questions, um, you know, and, and, and seek that advice.
0: Is KiwiSaver the goose that laid the golden egg?
1: Um I think it's definitely a great ongoing solution for New Zealanders to prepare for their retirement or prepare for uh, a first home purchase. Um you know at at, at the end of the day it's it, it's not um, money for nothing, so to speak. No. I mean, you, you have to you may have to make a commitment to the scheme. Uh, the nice thing is, you, uh, if you're um, your employer will make uh, a three percent commitment uh, alongside you, um, and you get an opportunity to uh, generally pick the funds, and you could be put into a default fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, uh, the New Zealand government's just uh, done their seven-year review of all the Kiwi Saver default schemes. So some are in, some are out, some have remained static. So you know, um, I think the most important thing is if you don't really understand, mm. um, you know, feel slightly afraid, uh, reach out to a financial uh, advisor and, and get some expert advice.
0: Yeah, uh, there's three levels of Kiwi Saver, and I think that's the main thing that probably people don't understand. I know that. Uh, When I started work here, the guy said, do you want to be in KiwiSaver? And I said, yeah. He said, just the the basic. I said, yeah, okay, that'll be fine. And then until I met the guys from the Stewart group, (laughs) I never did anything about it. And then when I went in they sorted me out and I changed it over, I just could not believe uh, how significantly different the returns were. So.
1: Yeah. And, and and that's what we've seen now, like the, part of the the government review that's just taken place, uh it's moved from passive to balanced, mm-hmm. I think. So, you know, th- there's definitely been a um an understanding that, you know, New Zealanders should be, you know, in a more balanced fund, um, you know, making the money work harder for them. Um when when historically it, it hasn't been. So, you know, to to your point, um, don't just um don't just uh, yeah. t- t- take so, yeah, whatever somebody's do. chucking <laughs> at you, you know, you query it. Um, you know, it's not It's not a silly – no, there's no silly questions. Um, yeah, sorry, conservative. So, you know, historically we've had a lot of conservative yeah. um, default funds and the KiwiSaver now moving to balanced.
0: What's the downside to um, KiwiSaver?
1: You know what, um, I'm not really sure there are too many downsides. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, it's something – to plan for at the end of your retire- uh, for your retirement, um, you know, um, a lot of people, you know, potentially could end up turning sixty-five and not having a lot of money, um, you know. So, I think there's a lot of upside to KiwiSaver. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, even if you put it in at the very minimum, I think 3% of your own contribution, um, you know, obviously trying to step that up as, you know, maybe your career progresses or, you know, you get bonuses or, uh, you know, promotions. Um, Always have KiwiSaver in the back of your mind because I I think, uh, you know, ultimately you could be quite surprised when you turn 65 and there's a a nice little uh, pot of gold, so to speak.
0: If you could change one thing about KiwiSaver, what would it be? if you had the power to go and talk to uh, Grant Robertson, and say, look, Grant, this is what you should be doing, yeah, buddy.
1: Well, it, it, that's an interesting question. I was thinking about that just the other day. Um, so we, 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 we have a, in the UK, there's, there's, um, there's, there's obviously pension schemes and um, a lot of employers in, in the United Kingdom actually offer pension schemes as benefits. Mm. So um, I worked for a company for 14 years and what I had was what's called a non-contributory pension. So Basically, my employer was putting ten percent of my salary oh. uh, into a pension, and I didn't have to put in anything mm. so i I suppose you know in a in a, in a perfect world that you know um, uh, a commitment from employers could be could be you mm. know um, added into the into the benefits pool um, and and maybe that would take some of the stress out of uh, employees having to to contribute um, but again obviously more money in more money out
0: sure. Okay, so I've come along to see you, and you've set me on the road to uh, a nice future. How often should I then, Craig, look at reviewing what I'm doing, or should I just say, "Hey, look, put it in the bottom drawer, and uh, let's look at that again?" You know, if, if you if
1: you came to us at the Stuart Group, we would always want to have reviews with you. We'd always want to catch up, you know, and we and we and you know we we would agree, you know, what that cycle would be uh, at a minimum, at least once a year. Um, but then again, you know, we we talk about. Um, uh, life changes or life anniversaries um having children uh buying homes um uh those types of things so um you know we always encourage people you know if, they, if they're having one of those life anniversaries to reach out to us making sure that you know we're on the same path mm-hmm. that we agreed six months ago 12 months ago and, and, and at, a, at a minimum come and see us at least once a year yeah
0: Bearing, yeah, just about our time. Just bearing in mind that we're living at, at the moment in very uncertain times, and certainly having for the last two years. And fingers crossed that uh, next year will be better. Uh, but in uncertain times, what would be your, your top couple of tips to someone who is looking at investing down the track?
1: Um, I, I think you know, Ken, the, the, the key thing is if you if you've got a little bit of money, a little nest egg. Um, you know, I think everybody's very aware that at the moment. Uh, cash in the bank is not earning a lot of money. Right. Um, so you know, if if you if you find yourselves in a position where you, you have a little bit of money, um, try and make that money work as hard as possible. Um, and if you don't know how that. You can do that. Come and come and speak to a financial advisor. Come and see us at the Stewart Group. You know we can help. We can uh, advise you, uh, and you know ultimately probably make the money work a little bit more harder than it does in the bank.
0: Absolutely right. Now before we get to your favourite song, just remind our listeners uh, Craig, if we want to come and see you at the Stewart Group, uh, where are you?
1: We're at two hundred four Karrimura Road in Hastings.
0: Um, what would you? favorite song be uh <laughs> so uh, my
1: favorite song uh for this session will be um running down a dream by tom petty oh yeah i love
0: it tom petty what a yeah, fabulous uh, artist old
1: tom petty fan um for me coming back to new zealand uh, it's uh coming back to Godzone zone uh, is um uh, very special uh spending some time with my family reconnecting uh especially at christmas as well so um you know, I'm looking forward to the next uh, couple of weeks uh, spending some time with my sister and my parents. So, yeah, I, hopefully uh, I'm going to be uh, finding that uh, Kiwi dream.
0: Good on you, Craig. My pleasure to talk with you. You look after Silver we'll Talk at the same time, same place. Next time.
1: Excellent. Thanks a lot, Ken.
0: Information provided, or any opinions expressed in this show, are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge.